Welcome to episode number 11 of the Untitled Themed Entertainment Design Show podcast. Andy, we made some big, bold predictions today. Boy, did we. We, we did. <laughs> we, we, uh, all about 2022 and also a little bit of the future years, we've thrown out some ideas of where we think is going to happen in 2022. Our whole idea is that we're going to record it. We've recorded it, and then we're going to review it next year in 2023. Super excited. It was a lot of fun. Any predictions now, Andy? Well, I predict that if you listen to this podcast episode, you will enjoy it. There you go. Sounds good. Hey, hey. How's it going, Andy? You know what? Uh, I... Yeah, I've had a rough weekend, man. I I I, can't, I came down with the flu last Friday morning, early Friday morning. So I dragged myself out of bed today because the show must go on, and and took Appreciate a shower, it. shaved, took a dangerous amount of ibuprofen. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to ask you how you're not COVID is. You know what? It sucks because like I get to go through this, and then like I don't get to like be I mean, over COVID. You know, yeah. so yay! But like the good news is. I haven't been sick in t- over two years, almost exactly two years since yeah. I believe I had COVID back in January of 2020. And I still believe that because um, I had clients come directly from China to my studio, hacking and coughing. And then three days later, I was the sickest I've ever been in my life. It was terrible. Yeah. And uh, I'm not nearly as sick uh, now as I was then. And, but my voice sounds amazing. No, it's very it's deep. I'm ready. I'm ready to record all my trailers now. Yeah, in a world, in a world like, where Damian, Andy doesn't ever get feeling, COVID. There you go. I hope you're feeling better. From Damian. thank you, I, I'll be okay. I, I'll make it through. It's uh, you know, the the ibuprofen's working, the caffeine's working. I'm firing on most cylinders. How about you? How was your weekend? Oh, it's great. We're in a <laughs> we're in a COVID lockdown. Uh, since I'm Omicron, is it Omicron or Omicron or just any? I don't, I don't I think know. It's, I think it's Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. yeah. So we're in a uh, we're going on a Virgin voyage Wednesday where yeah. they're requiring testing, ra- rapid testing as you get on board. Vaccines are required, and it's eighteen and up. You know, we, this 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 cruise has been bumped out so many times, and we're trying to sneak it in before you know before. You know, there's no more 18 and up cruises in on my future with the baby on the way. Uh, I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited to to hear that. And you know, I think I'm going to make the first prediction right here. I, I predict that we're going to do a show about uh, that cruise. That's good. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do a whole deep dive into Virgin Voyage. You know, uh, uh, a my review I'll document as much as I can. That uh, that's gonna be fun. That'll be the next episode. Maybe I can get some of my other theme park friends who are going to join with me to come on and chat. Uh, and yeah, so we, you know, we have a couple of people that are actually staying at our house that are in our quarantine. They flew out here a few days ago. We all got tested. You know, they tested before they came here after they traveled. So we feel pretty good that we're safe. Uh, we're not tra- We're not doing anything except that. So excited about that going on the cruise uh, and then just living life, living life. Now, have we I'm had very a excited for you. New Year? Is this the first show back? I can't remember. It first is show- the first show back. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we're going to make some predictions today, which is, I think is a fun format. We're going to cover all sorts of different topics. We're going to talk about theme park operations. We're going to talk about new attractions coming out. Uh, maybe talk about things in a little bit out there, right? The metaverse uh, for 2022. And the fun thing is that what we can do is next year, uh, we'll come back and we'll look at, we'll see what we said and see how they will score ourselves. How does that sound? <laughs> that sounds great. I can't wait. That sounds great. And of course, just a fun moment. Uh, Charlie is here and CJ is kind of here. He has very bad Wi-Fi. He is live from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And I'm just, yeah, he's very frozen there. <laughs> but much, many thanks to uh, them for producing the show, which is exciting. Yeah, uh, and a, a lot of it last minute as usual, too. And I appreciate their... Yeah. Uh, so why don't we start off with our first, our first prediction. Personal predictions. Andy, go ahead. Personal prediction. Personal predictions. Um, will Patrick get a haircut this year? I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah, I do not. I have my hair in a bun right now. Yeah, I'm going to no. say yes. I'm going to say in 2022, I will get a haircut. Now, granted, haircut could mean trimming just to like look a little bit better with long hair. So, uh, but I also just love letting it grow it out and just seeing where it goes. So, we're that's. I think that's a pretty. We'll see. That might be a coin flip. We'll document that. Uh, CJ in the studio, you just mark this down on that. Um, personal prediction for you. Uh, I'll make one for you and then let's see where you go from there. Uh, I think that Andy, I think you're going to land a career changing uh, job this year. Well, that would be nice. And, um, I would gratefully accept, <laughs> Good. um, I, I, uh, you know, it's possible too. I'm, I'm, you know, again, you know, the theme of, of today is to not not break NDAs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, uh, uh, I will say that it's definitely possible. I love it. Uh, and then before we get started into the real meat, you know, you didn't hear our, you need to hear our personal predictions. Um, it's David Cobb's birthday. Happy birthday to David Cobb. Happy birthday uh -huh. to Dave. I know he's at home and in and, and quarantine as well. He's got the COVID yeah, dude. I mean, so many people have COVID right now. It's, and he, he, you know, if you follow him on Twitter, you saw, you know, he's been just testing himself every week and then just no symptoms turned positive. And on his birthday, I mean, that's not a great birthday present. So unfortunately, you know, stay safe out there. Make sure you get boosted and, you know, wear those KN95 masks. You know, it might be time to get, we might be able to write this down, CJ and Charlie. We should get our, our resident doctor to chat a little bit about what's going on in the world about that. That'd be very interesting. Yeah, Dr. Cochran, maybe we can have him at the top of the next show. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I, I want after, I want to wait till after I go on the cruise because I don't want to hear my advisement to go against the cruise. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I'd also like to uh, take a moment to congratulate our friend in front of the show, Jason McManus, on his uh, promotion to principal at yeah. uh, Think Thinkwell. And uh, it's extremely exciting and well-deserved. I'm very, very excited and happy for him. Yeah, we'll have to get him on the show to chat about that, um, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, I yeah, I reached out and hope to see him one of these days. And I'll be back on, I'm sure. Yeah, anybody, any 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 career advancements always great to hear. Um, so congratulations to him as well. Yeah. Uh, so let's start. Okay, so you know what? We're we're just gonna throw up some pictures and make some predictions. Let's start off with Disney parks, um, not specific rides yet, right? Because we have those later and experiences. But any big predictions for disney parks and resorts uh i'm happy to go first or andy do you want to go first um let's see what you have to say and then i i have a specific prediction so you go first okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try not to make 50 at once because i i'm 
I'm going to make it very clear. I think that in 2022, the Disney Park reservation system for regular paying guests, non-annual pass holders, is going to be heavily modified or just gone, ripped out. That was my prediction as well. That was your, okay. That's my prediction. I think they're going to keep it for annual pass holders um, and, and, uh, cast members, I think they should. I think that I think I think it makes sense to have it for cast members, right? They can easily follow things up and down, but sure. I, and and I'll say bonus if they were to modify it for annual pass holders, Walt Disney World would be the first one to just go away with it. Like it could be a, a 50 50 that they just get rid of it for, for all guests at Walt Disney World as the world more open, opens up. Um, for Disney, at least for this is domestically, right? Do you know that the other parks around the world don't have they don't have the reservation system? Um, any, do you want to put any, any other fly or wild card predictions you want to do for, for Disney? Well, I just, uh, I think that you're right. I think that, you know, it's going to become so unpopular that, you know, people will sort of start to revolt. I mean, they already are a little bit, you know, like regular people, non-Diz Twitter people, you know, you're seeing, you know, you know, regular people posting on Twitter and, and other people retweeting it about, about how, you know, their experience is kind of miserable, uh, especially the Disneyland Resort. The Disneyland Resort seems like um, it's sort of a more concentrated hellscape than, you know, the, yeah. the the Disney World Resort because it's just, it's so much more compact. I mean, and you spend fewer days there, you yeah. know, so... I think that um, it's entirely possible that it's either, like you said, going to be dialed back dramatically or right. or done away with altogether. I think in particular, I think the thing that has to go is the the f- forcing you to uh, use the mobile ordering for all your food. I, mm-hmm. When I was there last year a few times, uh, I thought that was the most egregious and ridiculous thing of all of it. I didn't mind the reservations and whatever. And I mean, I was going at the whim of cast members anyway. So right. I didn't experience the drama of can we go? Can't we go? Yeah. But the, the mobile ordering was just utterly ridiculous. Like I went to get a mint julep and like I couldn't just walk up and order one. I had to like, you know, just be like, oh, let's see a restaurant. You know, and then like wait five minutes for them to get the message and then actually pick it up. It's ridiculous. No, for sure. No, for sure. Um, you can go ahead and take off the, the screen uh, just for a moment. Uh, any predictions for Universal Parks, right? Who had very minimal operational changes for, you know, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Epic Universe next, but for for Universal in general, any big predictions there? Big predictions. Um, I mean, besides uh, what on what's on screen, Epic Universe. I mean, it is inevitable now at this point. They are building it. Um, I think um, the you know with the closure of Shrek 4D yesterday was that yesterday? Yeah, yeah. which is what we'll talk about later in the show. Oh, okay. So, like, big, broader predictions about Universal, then. Yeah. Um, gosh, without breaking NDA. Um, right. Yes, the of you. Yeah, you. Because I know what's replacing Shrek. Well, I don't know. So don't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say yeah. it all. Um, but um, let's see. Larger predictions for Universal. Uh, I think that the... Uh, that Universal is going to continue ramping up, or not continue ramping up. That's ramping up is the wrong word, but um, I think that the the snark 
war between Universal and Disney will escalate uh, as, you know, the difficulty of go, actually going to the Disney parks, you know, becomes more egregious and, and, and unpleasant. And Universal's just like, well, you can just show up anytime you'd like. Yeah, I mean, they, it's true. I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you think about that? Well, I think I just think that you know, like personally, okay, you know, now I'm I'm going to start to you know, perhaps, you know, not upset people, but certainly you know, tip my hand a little bit about my personal preferences uh, about some parks in Florida. Like, I I'm not a huge fan of the Florida Disney parks. I haven't been for a while. I think that the the strongest Disney park in Florida is Animal Kingdom. Uh, that's the one that I find myself going to and looking forward to going to the most. And then also Epcot, uh, mainly just for the food and drink, hanging out. Uh, but when I get to the parks, when I get to Florida, pretty much Universal is the first place and last place that I go. You know, I, I much prefer those products to the Disney products. And I don't like Magic Kingdom at, at in Florida at all. I think it's just too big and sort of like a you know, concrete hellscape for the most part. And again, it's difficult to, you know, navigate in terms of like, you know, figure out what you have time for. And like, you know, the lines are off always really long and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think that universal, I think for now, until Disney sorts their sorts their shit out with lightning lane and genie plus and reservations and mobile ordering and all that kind of stuff, I think is a superior product. And is growing only, you know, with Epic Universe. I think, you know, we know what Epic Universe is going to be. I think most people do, uh, except for I think some of the Universal creative. I'm not sure they entirely know exactly what it's all going to be. But um, yeah, I just I think that Universal is going to continue to step it up as as the superior offering in Florida for now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Well, another big thing happening in the uh, industry is uh, we're going to have D23 in September. Uh, and this has been a big event, flagship event for, you know, having announcements. Uh, what do you think they're going to, what's going to be the big, huge announcement at D23? Oh, who knows? I mean, well, I know we're predicting. <laughs> I know. It's like, who knows what they're going to announce? I mean, um, I mean, they don't have a D23 of a year. What was the last time they had it? Like three years yeah, ago? Few years. It's been a few years. Yeah. So, man, I don't know. Um, it's probably something dumb. <laughs> like, you know, you know, they renovated a fruit cart or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, come no. on. We are, we are professionals. No. This is not no, no, a no, no. this is not a uh, uh you know the Walt Wright blog. This is a this we are professionals. Give me a real no. prediction of what you think is gonna be announced. I mean, do you think that Tron will open this year? I mean, if the I mean is is D twenty three gonna just gonna be in the, the announcement of attractions that we already know about that are in construction? I, I will say I think because that is okay, so the, I, I will say an announcement about when Tron will open, very likely, right? They'll probably either confirm. I don't think it's been confirmed for 23 yet, but I mean, it's hard to tell. But I think you'll, you'll probably get that seasonal. It'll be summer 2023 or spring or whatever it is. That's a pretty decent prediction. I don't think that's like the end-all, be-all of interesting. Um, 
what um, how about um what okay what about give me a pie in the sky like would you think they would announce uh a new star wars hotel opening up in like shanghai absolutely not i don't think so um i think um well have they announced zootopia already it's been it's under construction for... in shanghai yeah okay um well, in 2023, all the stuff opens in Japan that's work, that, that they're working on right now, all the Frozen stuff and, and all that. Yeah. So that all opens up in 2023. But they've announced that already. Already, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that... Uh, I mean, the, the pie in the sky, like total, like like bombshell, holy shit kind of announcement that they can make is like, you know, a third gate in Anaheim or a, you know, f- fifth gate in Florida, which I don't think that they would do not yeah, for a long I'd say, time. I think like, I'd say like the long the long odd might be announce a new land for Animal Kingdom. That could be something. But maybe it's not even like they don't even tell it's such such a vague announcement that it's something. But fair enough. There's I don't know. I mean like maybe maybe announcing Star Wars land for you know Galaxy's Edge for Paris. Did they announce that already? Maybe. It's well, there was that whole big slate of stuff that they had announced that, that that then just got canceled, if I recall. Yeah. For the studios park. Yeah. Well, the Marvels going there. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. So, opening year for Epic Universe. Oh yeah. Well, Joe, well, Joe Fox just had a good point. They let's the see. Dodgeball. Yeah. This. Yeah. Exactly. So they bring up the bring up the bring up the Joe Fox quote, a comment. Yeah, what's going to take place in the dinosaur land? Let, let's 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 blue sky that for a second, just you and I. What is what is that? What is that plot of land going to become? What do you think? Hmm. Well, it's like you know what I, you know what you know what I'd love to see. I'd love to see. Um, you know, like is is it big enough for like the 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 big Animax dinosaur arena show? Oh, interesting. Because that would be cool. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a. I, I the Dino Land is really sad. The dinosaur ride is is great. Uh, I I enjoy that ride, but I the, do the, too. Yeah. Kind of, land is getting kind of sad, right? Um, a replacement for the old Chester and that whole area besides the stroller parking area that could be something that could be a safe bet. Um, more kites. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that's stupid really? that's stupid stupid show oh it has it has it's fine it's a, it's a goof is it it's a goof. is it more like a schadenfreude fun like you know you just like you know like oh let's go watch the kites crash i, I think it doesn't it doesn't really um capture the fun on video but it's a good it's a lark it's a goof uh i think I they could have turned that into a parade uh so prediction time We'll move on. Epic Universe. I, I'm I'm thinking they might announce an opening year for this. That's my prediction. I think definitely. But I think definitely. Okay. I definitely agree. Do you do you do you have insider? If you have insider knowledge, just don't even say it. I'm gonna say they were originally planning 2023. I'm gonna say that it's gonna be they're gonna it's gonna be pushed back to 25. But that's I would, when it, I would agree with that. Yeah, that sounds about right. 2025 because that's three years from now and it looks like it's about three years out yeah uh, that that's being gracious right they're gonna have to really get going on it um 
with, with that. But yeah, that's that's late late twenty twenty like summer twenty twenty three would be the goal or twenty twenty five. That's that'd be it. That'd be it. So the whole they have all twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, and then yeah. half of twenty twenty five, right, to get their act together. That could be it. That could yeah, be I it. would say late spring, like May of twenty twenty five. Okay, cool. Well, that's we'll lock it in. We'll see if they make that announcement next year. Yep. We'll see it. Coming up next, so I I, I want to uh, go ahead and uh, Charlie switch the slide. We have Guardians of the Galaxy opening. I don't know if they've announced the season. I think they announced it for. I can't. I don't. I don't want to public. I don't know. I, I think they said summer twenty twenty two. Did they say that? I think. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 So. This is the, uh, I mean, this was delayed due to COVID nineteen, right? They were supposed to, all, you know, Tron. That was all supposed to be open by now, so that's extra time. But obviously, we know that basically all construction at Disney World stopped for almost like eight months to nine months, uh, similar to how Universal did with their Epic Universe Park. Uh, I, th- you know, we we know so far about it. It's a coaster. It's kind of they're trying to go for coasters that aren't too thrilling. But just just above, you know, kind of that sweet spot above Thunder Mountain. Uh, I, I think uh, it, it looks like it's going to be like at the level of like the Mummy. Right. Yeah. Could be. Could be that. It could be there. I'm going to say that this is. I'm going to say this is going to be kind of the sleeper hit of of the theme park world for for, for 2022. Of where it's everything's kind of behind the scenes, closed doors, right? Mm. It's not like Velocicoaster where you see it being built or an ex- or Hagrid, you kind of see what's going on. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a huge hit for Epcot, change the dynamics of the park, um, and and really be a, be an all star e ticket attraction. I don't want to say it's on the level of Rise of the Resistance, but I think the expectations for Rise of the Resistance were so big that this is going to be that e ticket e plus ticket scale uh, of an attraction that's going to be huge. I agree, and I think that you know using the the large format screen technology from Shanghai Pirates and and throwing it into a roller coaster setting is is I think going to be very exciting. Yeah, so that's going to be, and I think it's going to be like <clears throat> right now. A lot of the issues facing Disney, but at least from the guest perspective, obviously they're the delayed attractions and they you know the the, the the construction walls at Epcot from all the positive construction. But a lot of those operational issues that they're facing right now can be can be fixed, can be tweaked. Right, many of them could be. I think we're. The, the fast pass has kind of gone out the gate, right? They're making money on it, so that it's hard to, un, you know, uncork that. But park paths, reservations, all this stuff that could get that could get out of there by this time. Um, and the attractions kind of they, they speak for themselves, right? Imagineering has put off a lot of great attractions recently, and all it takes is some weird operations to kind of you know muck it up, right? When you can't go on the ride you want to go on, right? So right, uh, I'm gonna I'm and gonna you, say and you I'm, can't even you can't even wait in line to get on the ride you want to go on. Like, exactly. you know, that's it. You're done. Like, you know, there's no chance, which I think is just utterly antithetical to the Disney experience and the theme park experience. It's just like you should be able to, you know, choose to wait in line yeah. for an attraction or an experience, you know, if you want to. Right. If you want to spend three hours, four hours in line, that's up to you. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, next up, we're going to go across the multiverse and yeah, go to Meow Wolf. So Meow Wolf had a big year. There's been some uh, rumblings of um, property from area f- the developers or people who are tied to Area 15 I mean, purchasing some land. 
uh, you know, there was a very big year for Meow Wolf, right? They 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 uh, opened up the Convergence Station. They opened up a Mega Mart. Um, really kind of proved, I think, you know, they I think they publicly said that ticket sales are going strong, uh, at least for Mega Mart. I'm not sure about Denver. Uh, really, and, and even if, you know, their even even if they, they their sales were not great, and I don't, I'm not speculating that they are not great. The industry itself is being influenced. Everybody's referencing Meow Wolf, and every brainstorm you're in, or you know, people are saying, "Oh yeah, like this or like that." We want that immersion. We want to have that more feel, that feel. So they're definitely huge influencers in the industry. Any predictions from you on Meow Wolf in 2022? Well, I think that you will probably hear uh, an announcement of you know, or some you know you know, weird Meow Wolf style announcement of, you know, another installation somewhere, um, maybe outside the United States. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I think that's interesting outside the United States. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be interesting. You know, and also, you know, I think it's inevitable. We're going to start to see like, you know, knockoffs of Meow Wolf more often and more frequently in, in a, you know, like just, you know, dollar store versions of Convergence Station, you know, showing up in like, you know, Columbus or something yeah. like that, you know, Indianapolis. Uh, so you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go bull. I like that prediction you just made about, about it being outside. I'm going to say they announce in 2022, maybe it's separate announcements, but like you said, there'll be hints of droppings of one in Europe. Uh, Western Europe. And I'd say there's also, there'll be a lot of rumblings, if not confirmation of one in Orlando. I think that, I think there, there would be a developer that would just want to take the risk and go and, and make it happen here. Do you think that, do you think that uh, a Meow Wolf development would, would just automatically do well in, in Orlando? Like, do you think that, because I, I, I wonder what the Venn diagram is of, you know, Disney and Universal average tourists to people who are interested in and, and would attend Meow Wolf. I, so this is an interesting thing. I think it all comes down to the location of it. So if they do a thing where it's off the beaten path, almost like Vegas is a little, it's a pretty big off the beaten path thing, right? Uh, I think that's going to be a challenge for them if it's way far off the grid. If they were to put it in a location like across from the convention center where Top Golf is and um, the Andretti, where there's kind of already a lot of foot traffic and things like that, and people can walk over to it from uh, you know the other area, uh, I think that I think that would be a that would be a that would be a really strong location if they were able to get a contract with Universal and put it at City Walk. They would be printing money because of all that foot traffic uh, that'd be coming in. All those people would be, be going through there. Do you the, think um, that they, they, there would be this space in in City Walk for that kind of thing? I, I mean, I, I think that you could fit a. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, it might, it might. They have they have all these closed down uh, City Walk bars that are all just closed now. Mm, yeah, know, ocean closed and all that. I think you could you could uh, craft out a spot there quite nicely for something like that. Um, very easily. Also, even just like the size of like Antojitos, like some of those restaurants are humongous. True. That's very uh, true. You know, so I, I think that'd be a very interesting partnership. It would be universal having to drive it, you know, but I maybe mean, they don't want to, but that would be pretty a lot more. I feel like 
it brings like you kind of have to like i think it's more of a universal thing because you get the international traffic too you get the walk by traffic um you know every single person that parks at universal is walking through it, it, or even going to the parks unless they is has to go through city walk so i mean just that casual hey after the parks we're gonna go here um i think it would be huge there um you wouldn't get as many local traffics but but disney the metrics are a little bit challenging the, the place is already so packed um obviously the you know the old disney quest space is maybe a no-brainer but I, I don't think disney wants to be in a place where at least at this stage where another brand is capturing their thunder you know like they kind of needed silk back in the 90s to kind of ground them i don't know if they necessarily felt like they need to have meow wolf be in the you know would take over that nba spot yeah, I mean, uh, just looking, you know, Joe Fox also just commented the old Blue Man Group theater space as well. I think that's a oh, really yeah. good possibility. Yeah. And and thinking about it too, I think here's here's one thing that that most people don't realize or understand is that besides people like us, theme park fans, yeah. you know, and professionals, um, the demographics between people that go to Disney and people that go to Universal are generally very separate. People either go to one or the other. And I've seen it in my family, like my cousin, you know, was went down to Florida and knew that I've worked on a bunch of stuff at Universal and was just like, yeah, we're just going to Disney. We're just not even bothering with Universal. That's a separate trip, even if they, if they even do go. So and I'm so there's that and that people think like, oh, the Disney Universal theme park wars. It's like that's really kind of non-existent right now. Yeah, you know, you know, Epic Universe isn't competing with with like Animal Kingdom or Epcot or whatever. Right. You know, and Disney's not going to be like, oh, shit, Epic Universe, we got to build another theme park. And, like, it doesn't work like that. No. Um, so that said, I think that the audience and the demographic that the type of tourist and even local um, that would go to a Meow Wolf would be part of the universal demographic rather than the Disney demographic, um, because they're, they would be more adventurous. They would be, you know you know looking a little for a little bit more value for money and i think meow wolf offers that which is why i think that the uh, mega mart installation in vegas is just jam-packed every day all day yeah and um you know i haven't i don't know how denver is doing um if we have if anybody out there knows how denver is doing let us know um in the comments but um i think that you're absolutely right i think that uh a I don't want to say partnership, but some sort of lease agreement or, or anything like that would be perfect for city walk or like the blue man group theater at universal on the universal property. Yeah. Very, very good call on that blue man group th thought there that that's very uh, intriguing. Right. And it's kind of it's off the beaten path, but also, you know, it, yeah, very, very interesting. On that, Joe Fox. All right. So, so this is, this is one, you know, look, uh, those of us in the theme park community know that th that the Galactic Star Cruiser at Disney has been getting a lot of has has had trouble marketing the experience, and um, they they've released a lot of 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 information. That's been very kind. <laughs> it is, and and you know, to me, I I I have to be I I worked on the project, so I have to be careful about all this. But so I'm going to have to kind of just stay into what I've seen and publicly right about it is I people are you know they're building because this is the this is a, a LARPing or can be a LARPing experience interactive actors 
and they're building the most like the world's most elaborate stage. And when Disney attempted to market this, when things aren't actually what they are, and you're just walking down a hallway, I don't think that's very captivating, and it hasn't captivated the audiences of people. Now, having said that, Disney doesn't really need to have the general pub public care about this project. doesn't matter. They're competing on the, the four seasons uh, rate, more than the four seasons, depending on the time of year, and super fans and wealthy people that want to just have an, ele have an elevated experience. Yeah, on a lark, right? And so um, my my prediction for this is that, you know, it, it's going to open, right? People are going to experience it. And I, I, I think that the overall immersive experience that guests are going to have is, is going to be pretty uh, – the people that, like, are intrigued by that Westworld experience are going to be blown away by it. If you're coming in there looking for a luxury experience and you just want to check out – and have a cocktail, not going to be that fun for you, right? As as described and marketed, um, I think this is a game changer for the industry, completely a game changer. Um, I think we're going to – so this is just me saying, I think it's going to be a creative and storytelling success un unlike we've ever seen in our, our lives with, an, with this much money. I know there's been ever more or other parks out there, but like this level of a company going all in like this, um, is going to be incredible. Uh, I think it's going to be well received by actual humans that are experiencing it. And I, I have a little bit of a frustration because I, I, and I'm on Twitter and I say, "Oh, this is a this project's terrible." I'm like, you, no one's experienced it yet. How are you? How are you saying that's not true per se? The public has not experienced it yet, right? So I, I think they the expectations on it are so low in the theme park community that anything anything is going to beat that. Um, so that's my prediction is that's going to be very received by the fans and the general public when they actually start doing it. Any predictions here? Feel free to negate everything I said if you'd like. No, I totally agree with everything you said. Uh, I, um, you know, since, uh, you know, since you're not in a position necessarily to criticize, I'll, I'll do all the heavy lifting for us there. Sure. Um, the, the media that, uh, they've been producing in terms of, of promotions and then the stuff that's leaked, uh, from the, um, the reservation system, you know, like post reservation um, video, like with the welcome videos and the orientation videos, um, I think have been just embarrassingly dreadful. Um, and I, I'm, I got really concerned about, about the, um, the style and the design aesthetic of the experience from those videos. And then the, 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 the just the downright lack of quality of that uh, that or orientation video was was literally shocking to me. Like I was shocked how bad it was. Uh, just like lack of production values, you know, uh, in terms of uh, the you know backgrounds and the costumes and the makeup and everything, design, uh, just the general design and everything. But like, I really, really like you. I really want this to succeed and be successful uh, because it is the kind of experience that, that I've wanted to have, you know, in a theme park or a themed experience, you know, ever since I started going to immersive theater experiences, you know, gosh, 10 years ago with like um, sleep no more and delusion and, and things like that, you know, where they're highly themed, you know, stage managed experiences, you know, where you, you are, um, 
encouraged and expected to suspend disbelief. Like I would love to go and have this total suspension of disbelief Star Wars experience, you know, where you are living and breathing Star Wars, you know, literally you live there, like, you know, you, you live there on the ship and having been on, you know, a bunch of cruises like you, you know, the, the, the marriage of like immersive theater and a cruise experience is like, you know, absolutely. Yes. Sign me up. I'm withholding judgment on it, you know, until, you know, we hear people that whose opinions that we respect, um, perhaps, uh, having the experience and writing about it and talking about it. I'd love to have them on the show, uh, when, when that happens, uh, and then I, I think it's inevitable that um, that like I think I'll experience it. I'm sure you will, you know. Yeah. Um, and I hope that again. I hope that it's successful. I hope that you know when it opens in March and you know the reviews start coming in, people are just like, okay, look, forget what you think you know about this. It's not that, or it's better, or it's vastly superior to anything you thought it was. Or if you're worried about the uh, the art direction and production design or whatever of, of the stuff that you've seen, just forget about it. None of that matters because it's just so crazy good. You know, yeah. like maybe, you know, the actors, you know, I mean, you know, actors, you know, the quality of actors can make or break an experience like this as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we'll I, I think, I think it's good. They, they are creating a new segment in the industry yeah. and it, we will, we, we would be, it, we will see a response from universal like likely you'll be able to stay at Hogwarts, you know, or whatever their whatever their equivalent to that. I just watched all the Harry Potter movies, but yeah, living at living Hogwarts for the day. Well, I mean, I think you and I both know that that kind of stuff has been on the books for 10, 15 years, yeah. you know, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I think to, to dust that off and, you know, actually go and create that experience would be, you know, I know it's it's difficult because you you know Universal can't doesn't want to be seen as being reactionary again, you know, to something that's you know Disney is doing. Um, but I think that there's a lot of smart, creative people at Universal and beyond yeah. that could create something, you know, as good or better than whatever the Star Wars hotel is going to be. Well, and the biggest challenge that they're going to face is is the, the, the return on investment, right? When you're building a huge elaborate, um, the reason why you can do a theme park ride is because you're able to have, get 2000 people per hour on forbidden journey through that environment. If you can only get, you know, a few hundred families through, they have to pay a lot for that experience or you need a lot of them and it, or it needs to be streamlined. Right. So um, I, I, I sincerely think this is the boldest thing that like it has the, the chance to be that bold in yeah. our and I, I think that if it is successful, I think, you know, like, again, Joe Fox, you know, thanks for being in the audience today. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, if it is successful by any metric that Disney values, um, I think that you'll see the price go up. I think you're I, I think that I think that the price that it is the pricing that is now is the lowest it's ever going to be. Yeah, yeah. I sure. think that the price is only like the cruise ships, the price is only gonna go up. And um I think that if it is successful, you will see an expansion of that kind of experience, like you said, to like the haunted mansion themed hotel stay or Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, experience, yeah. you know, which you know, Tony Baxter pitched like twenty five years ago. Yeah. 
yeah. with you know the the two hour pirated the Pirates of the Caribbean experience attraction. Yeah, well, and and why why can't you stay at the Tower of Terror Hotel? Right, you know, there's all sorts of there's a lot of low hanging fruits there of just really themed out hotels that I I think that's kind of where the future go. And you know, it's very rare that I'm in a, a brainstorm where it's like, yeah, we got to put a hotel in a theme park. We got to do that. It's like, yeah, why not? Let's let's go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the Disney built the you know Batu where those those can all interact with one another, right? So very very you know that kind of market for that price could probably fit into, um, you know, uh, Disneyland pretty well. I mean, I don't know if they have enough actors there, you know, universe here in Orlando, we throw a stick and we can find improv actors. Um, but it's like, there, there could be a big market there at Disneyland. Like if they don't have a plan to put it somewhere, they said, we're going to put one here, um, you know, or Shanghai or wherever, you know, it's, if it's popular and you have the metrics there that people can afford it, why not? It's already really expensive to stay at the Grand Florida or Grand California. It's really, Disneyland's crazy expensive. Uh, all right. So moving on to the world of Sally. Yeah, I just wanted to give some love to Sally. I love the guys there, you know, Rich and John and Donna and everybody. And, and um, you know, this is not a prediction as much as it is just, uh, well, obviously, you know, I'm not predicting that Sally's going to open some dark rides. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this year and next year, I just, I, I, what I want to have people take away from this is that I'm predicting more and more domestic projects like this. I think that you'll see the expansion of, of regional theme parks and amusement parks. Uh, please note the distinction. Um, installing more of these sort of family friendly and often interactive dark ride experiences in traditional coaster and iron ride parks. Um, you know, six flags sort of led the way with the justice league attractions, you know, in, in all of their, you know, I think almost all their parks have it now. It's a handful. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think I think we're going to see the expansion of of these kinds of dark ride experiences, uh, you know, in places that, you know, traditionally wouldn't have um, spent the money, you know, to do to do something like this because they are successful, you know, and they do, you know, they're successful, you know, in a variety of ways, not just in popularity, but driving traffic into the parks and ride repeatability and especially the interactive uh, attractions, you know, people going on like over and over again. That's kind of the interesting thing, right, with these regional parks is, you know, they they see a Sally or no, I'm not going to say Sally, just a dark ride as like, oh, we have a Ferris wheel already. So if they can get we already have a Ferris wheel, so we're not going to have two Ferris wheels. So like they kind of had that dark ride as that thing. Like, oh, we already have one dark ride. So if you could see it like where you have multiple dark rides in one regional park, uh, that's going to be huge, right, for for the business. Also, there's a lot of older ones out there that need refresh that are just almost yeah. not right with what, how they are. Right. So they're going to yep. need to get refreshed. So hopefully the, the you know, the, these will be marketed, marketable. And, um, you know, the costs of obviously like the level of what you can get for a dark ride these days versus a coaster in regards to experience is, is crazy. Right. It's crazy. different, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So, I mean, with the. I mean, increasing affordability of high quality media uh, that you can, you know, put in these attractions, you know, it's, it's just getting easier and easier to, you know, shoehorn these into, you know, a theme park for like any, you know, like three, four or five million dollars. You can get like a, yeah. a really decent interactive dark ride now, you know, with the, you know, technology that that 
Alterface has, you know, and which they often partner with Sally, you know, I think that, you know, it's, you know, not beyond the realm of possibility. We're going to see a lot more dark ride announcements this year for the coming years. That's my big prediction. All right. Well, I mean, all these pictures are terrifying. Moving on to uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, Orlando, or, you know, I just figured we'd put some Halloween predictions in here. Anything, I'm not sure if you if you know or you're too close to this, but any predictions for Halloween Horror Nights 31? Um, I mean, I have, kinda, I have to kind of, I have to kind of take a pass on that. <laughs> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Marathon of Mayhem comes back. Like, that's going to be a staple for years to come. I, I can uh, neither confirm nor deny that. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to very bold. I'll, I'll double down on that. Um, I'll say that in the 30, I'll say they are going to, I want to say bring back Bill and Ted, but that won't happen. Um, nope. I, I, I guarantee you that won't happen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure that won't happen. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm very sad about that. I know, uh, me too. I'll, I'll just do, do a nice and light and even one. Where I'll say there'll be more houses this year um, than last year. And uh, we'll see a bit more, you know, we'll see maybe the same amount of IPs. I, I'd love to, if there was something I could think of with IP that they'd attached to that, but I don't think Stranger Things is really coming back this year or not. But um, I'll say there's going to be a, a, one more house this year than there was in 20, during the 30th anniversary. I'll just say that. Do you think that, that which, which houses do you, would you like to see be swapped out for something else? Like what's which which house is like showing its age to you and like needs oh, to be replaced? They're, they're all new every year. They 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 they're all new. They don't replace. They don't give anything. Really? Like I thought that like the the tooth fairy maze. I've seen like you know like it, here in Hollywood at least you know there's a lot of repeats. They, so they 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 have a theme and they'll tend to re, they'll do it every few years. But if they don't just keep the house exactly the way it is and, and read. True. I mean, it's not exactly the same, the yeah. same, but it's largely the same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Charlie's just adding in the chat that there we had we had Tooth Fairy and Beetlejuice the same because it premiered with COVID and they had to do it for like a couple of days or whatever. I think um, that they've or, they've had a lot of success with their with their own uh, IP mazes this this last year as well. You know. Um, like the the was the pumpkin king or what was what was yeah. it which one? Um, yeah, the thing is that they just, they just can't put that on a billboard, you know. So they have Jack, who's iconic. Uh, that's interesting. Is there any '80s IP or one of those older, like in the around the Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice? Any any IP? That's an interesting prediction. I mean, if I you think, know, don't, even, don't even say it. But I I honestly I I am not yet privy to what's coming yeah, for, for this year. So, so I, I can go ahead and say things cause I'm not okay. breaking any, anything. Um, I mean, just personally, I think it would be fun to see more of these sort of eighties IPs. Like I can imagine like a gremlins maze being a lot of fun. Yeah. That's cool. Um, you know, maybe, you know, something really obscure or rough or, you know, something like silly and obscure, like leprechaun or something yeah. stupid like that, you know, like the old, uh, 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 John Beekler, uh, movie. Um, I, I got, you know, can you imagine like how much fun like a hatchet maze would be? I'd love to work on that. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see a Rocky Horror Picture show. Oh, maybe. yeah. Or Wa- Rocky Horror Picture live show. Yeah, they used to have that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and then they killed it. <laughs> what if they did? Okay, like you know, it's like at Not Scary Farm and Not Scary Farm, uh, their their Halloween event. You see overlays of existing attractions, yeah, like Log Ride and Calico. Like, yeah. what what kind of uh, overlays could you imagine that they could do for? for the parks they're like a like an overlay for like et or even the men in black ride like i don't know what do you think is it possible yeah I mean, is, I, is I, something I that should be done or or just like don't do it um i i think it I, i'm i'm a big fan of those i think i think that the, the attractions are quite underutilized um i think it, it'd be obviously be going to the media-based attractions that you can easily flip on flip on and off overnight i mean i think i mean Jimmy Fallon probably be a, and you just get a new video. That could be a pretty easy one. Of course, there, Disney's not going to invest in. Um, yeah, that's cool. Mummy Extra Scary would be pretty cool with people in there. That's that's pretty no. That'd be a good no brainer. Uh, they 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 don't have like any slow moving like log rides, right? Where that's where you could strap somebody in there. But I, <clears throat> I'd say another one, another good target um, could be like a scarier Green Guts, maybe maybe. It's a lot of media, though. Um, or like characters in the queues, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like if you had just had, if you had, you know, Death Eaters roaming around Gringotts area, that'd be really cool. Didn't so, they do that one year? They had Gr- the Death Eaters roaming around Diagon Alley. Yeah, there was like a show. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, oh, that's it, right. The I show. Was, I think it was at Hogsmeade, which is where the Harry Potter is. I I think that that would be good. I mean. <laughs> there is a there's a pretty good uh sorry i'm just kind of going in my head about the different experiences that they have in the park everything's so like ip focused and um tied to the hardware where it becomes a challenge um but mummy's probably a, re- a really good really good thought there right i think mummy's great um i think they putting why not I mean, ba- ba- they could easily flip like a, a minion mayhem over you know over an hour or whatever and throw cover some things up and put a interesting uh for Simpsons, which would have been the Golden Goose, because you know they don't have the rights to that forever, and they're not going to invest in that. Um, so Doug, Doug, Doug Bain uh, read my mind. I was sitting here thinking like an overlay for Dudley Do Right, but like um, I, I don't think that they would spread out Horror Nights to both parts. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely focused more on on IOA or on Universal Orlando for that park has more opportunities, right? Like a uh, even even you know what could be interesting is is like mummy with the the lights off so you don't have any lights on in the in the in the gravity box that's always pretty thrilling when you can't see anything um but then on space mountain quite a few times those would be cool the the park that probably um hmm. yeah sorry go ahead no i was just coughing my lungs up okay well that's that's a good we'll, we'll have to keep it up yeah evil dead they, they, oh, they, evil dead yeah cool We'll have to keep that conversation going. Another prediction. Um, I'm going to go on for that. Well, let's move on. So Shrek 4D closed. How do you feel about Shrek 4D closing? Andy? I think nothing of value was lost. Ouch. I think Okay. It does have one of the cutest pre-shows in themed entertainment. Wow. The, the pre-show is a lot of fun. But, I mean, the main media, the main show is just like, it's fine. Fair enough, just fine. Yeah, I mean, it's people. You know, it, it, Shrek has its own land in um, Singapore, right? The, the, the attraction's still going to exist in Japan. Hollywood closed down a few years ago. It's now a DreamWorks theater. Um, I'm I gonna- find it amazing that this IP persists because if you go back and look at the original um, movie, the Shrek, the original Shrek movie, 
not only does it not only is it extremely dated in terms of pop culture references and music, but it's just like it doesn't hold up. I mean, I think the the only reason that it is it is popular as it continues to be is because of these the the theme the presence in the theme parks. Mm, yeah, I think like- pe- I think people have forgotten, you know, that the that those movies are utterly forgettable. <laughs> well, and, and I think it was really it was a breakout it was a breakout hit for DreamWorks, right? It really kind of put them on the map for being kind of the anti Disney in a way. Yeah, I mean, this movie is the movie's uh, twenty and, years yeah, old now. Yeah, and we all know where that's. You know, I, I feel like that's interesting. The weird part about nowadays is it's really for a franchise whether it's Disney or DreamWorks or Pixar to really break out and be this huge thing because the market is so saturated, you know, um, Disney's releasing three movies, sometimes more a year with through Pixar or this or Fox animation. So there's so much competition in the market for animation that it's not like the days of the nineties, right? Where Lion King comes out. Oh my gosh, this is the big deal. Or Tarzan. And it's like, it is the event of the year. You know right. what I mean? Now, like you throw a rock, and there's five animated movies that are all fine and dandy. Um, right. Well, and the way that we consume media has changed completely in the last yeah. twenty years. You know, with streaming and everything. You know, and the the announcement that um, the um, uh, the announcement of uh, the what's the the Red Panda movie? What's it called? Uh, Kung Fu Panda. No, the the new Pixar movie with the red pan the big red panda girl. Oh, turning red or something. Yeah, something know. like that. They just, they just like, they're just like, you know, know what? It's fine. It's just going to be on Disney Plus. Forget about it. You know, you know, it, where that would have been like a big movie. Yeah, yeah. It's the market's very saturated. It's very interesting about how, how yeah. saturated the market is. With that, uh, so I have no idea what what this attraction is. Um, I mean, people have already speculated it'd be the Secret Life of Pets. Um, because they just opened it at Disney, or I'm sorry, Hollywood. Um, I, I don't, I don't have any inside knowledge on this. If I had any inside knowledge on this, I would not say it. Therefore, I am going to not speculate on that. I'm because I'm going to say that they are not going to announce the replacement this year. That's my speculation. Um. I think that they already hinted at it today on the Universal Orlando Twitter, where they replaced the onion on the trash can with a banana. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Ah, well, banana, huh? So they've hinted already. Have they said, oh, oh, okay. Huh. Okay, oh, interesting. And I, I know exactly what it's going to be. I can't say. But uh, yeah. I think people are people are really going to enjoy it, and I think that you know it's not it's certainly not what people are expecting. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, well, I'm not even going to speculate it, so uh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything at all. We'll see what it, what it will be. I I'm, I won't even tell you offline if you if you want to be surprised. <laughs> no, no, we do not share secrets. All right. If anybody in the chat that's watching wants to throw out any predictions uh, while we kind of wrap up the show, we'd love to see them. Um, okay, so there. It's all minions. That's <laughs> funny. Is that a is that a hint? Because you said banana. I was like minions, but it's like they have that. So obviously that make you think it's like going to be a happy, silly, fun land from the minions. Is that that part of that IP? 
Uh, just confirm if that's a part of that IP. I don't know if I don't remember if that's minions or something else. Yeah, that is minions. Yeah, right. So they did. Yeah, so probably something there. Um, interesting. Could be an indoor land with uh, Happy Silly Fun Land. Like, didn't they do a minion uh, area in Beijing? I, I don't remember if they had a minion. They had to have a minion area. Yeah, there is a whole minions land in Beijing. Yeah. So that may could be that could be something there. Very interesting that they're going to do both IPs there um, in that area and maybe create a little land or something. Who knows? I don't know. I have no inside knowledge at all. Um, any other predictions, anybody out there? We had a comment here from Trick. True story, there was a huge challenge in animation shifts to snarky pot shot humor, but that type of thing has thankfully subsided to that level of blatant referencing and least animation. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Well, Annie, great show. We'll be back in a couple weeks, right, with uh, the uh, – we're going to talk about the Virgin Voyage. No, nope, we're not going to have anybody official on it, but I'm going to give you my review and maybe bring some friends along for that. Also, I'd like to say ensure you subscribe to our weekly email so you don't miss any of our shows. We only send it once a week. has our shows that are upcoming for the week. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Twitter, LinkedIn. All of our places, we, we have over a thousand, well, we have a, like several thousand followers, but specifically on LinkedIn, we crossed over a thousand followers, which was super cool. We appreciate that support. And uh, I'm thankful to all the community. Uh, now it's like we have the highest, um, the highest amount of people watching now, which is funny because it's we were slow to start. Any other comments or happen in your messages, Andy? Well, I'm just grateful that we're, that we're back and that TETV continues to thrive and grow. And, um, you know, I think that uh, I'll make a prediction for TETV um, that you're going to see a lot of very exciting and exclusive content uh, industry-related coming very soon. And I'm, I'm very excited about the future of what uh, TETV, and in, in particular this show, uh, has uh, in store for everybody. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. This has been uh, our 2022 predictions. Remember, we will come back in 2023, and we will either eat crow and we'll make more predictions. So that show will probably be twice as long. And who knows? I really hope I'm right about that park pass going away. Me too. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody.